0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet The Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello, Charles here. This week, It's All Cobblers To Me is a little bit different to our usual episodes, thanks to a combination of the British rail system, illness, and a honeymoon, which surely could have happened outside of the football season. Neil, it's just me here at Cobblers To Me HQ. Still, we'll give it a go, shall we? Brain again. Scottish! was closing in. Oh, Gavin
2: has Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not To three! Yeah.
0: Yeah. The- Get it. So coming up, we're gonna have a very, very quick look back at Notts County. Get your reaction to the cup draw, which sees the Cobblers play away at Burton in January in the third round of the FA Cup. And we'll hear from Exeter City's podcast, The Big Bank theory they'll be helping us preview what's going on hopefully and another win for the cobblers on saturday
2: i'm nicky adams and it's all cobblers to me
0: last week we launched our patreon and want to say a big thank you to molten masters walking football club who have signed up to give us a tip if you want to help support the podcast you can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me you can give as much or as little as you want to, and in return, we'll add your name to the website. Basically, you'll be up in lights on cobblers dot mecom Another way of supporting the podcast is to leave us a review over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever way you want to say it is absolutely fine by me, just like this one from Bowl of Rice. 10, like normal radio. So on Sunday, it was Notts County's turn to attempt to beat the Cobblers, a task which was made all the much harder by Scott Wharton in the third minute as he powered in his fourth goal in three games. And then Verdane Oliver decided, oh, I'm not having that, I'm going to score my fourth goal too. And in it went from another cross, and oh, he celebrated in front of those Notts fans, didn't he? Certainly probably getting his own back for that photograph which uh, placed him in front of the Notts County stand where he was hiding the O in County. If you've not seen it, do go and have a look on Twitter because it's quite amusing. Um, (laughs) Of course, then Harry Smith makes it 3-0. Alan McCormack gets taken off and subbed off for, I think... I think it was Warburton that came on, good old bagel, animal off, bagel on. And uh, then the Cobblers decided to go to sleep and let Notts County back into it. Uh, Their striker Dennis with a consolation goal that Steve Arnold, in fairness, probably should have done better um, to make sure he didn't just give it to him on a plate. But, you know, first game back for the Arnold in a little while. So I, for one, will let him off and let him get his match fitness and his match sharpness back as well i think that's only fair but yeah heart in mouth moments for about the last 10 15 minutes or so but that's nothing new watching the cobblers is it so of course into the hat for round three the Cobblers went and on Monday night Tony Adams and Mika Richards gave some good ties I thought I mean you've got a Merseyside derby and of course you've got Wolves and Man United facing off again in similar fixture to last season in the cup Um, and of course Port Vale Port Vale get a really good trip to the Etihad, or whatever it's called these days. Manchester City are their opponents. Um, AFC Fylde going to Sheffield United to go and have a jolly good time with Chris Wilder and Alan Nil. And the Cobblers, well, we just get to go to Burton. Thanks a bunch for that. Still, John Joe O'Toole, at least one fan I know of, is going to be pretty happy with that draw. And here's Danny with his thoughts on that cup draw.
1: Hello listeners, uh, Danny here. I'm stuck in the north of England um, at the moment, which is one of the reasons why the podcast isn't uh, going ahead in the usual way this week. Hopefully Charles is busy scrambling something together, um, like the magician that he is. Um, I just want to send over thoughts because I've just listened to the FA Cup third round draw. Um, we're all sat there in our different parts of the country, hoping and praying for Liverpool or Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea... Leicester, obviously you've got to throw into a big team list now Um, Tottenham, hoping for something like that Hoping for a, a big team to come to town or for us to go there Eagerly anticipating it like Christmas Eve Just waiting on the edge of our seats And out comes Burton Albion away So like uh, getting to christmas day waiting to open in one of your presents it's just a lump of coal basically Um, it's basically my reaction to the burton draw it's not the best it's not probably one of the worst actually (laughs) come to think about it that we could have had Uh, away game against the team in a division above us not glamorous in the slightest it's not going to bring in any kind of revenue or any t v money or anything like that is it it's it's just and it's one that Burton will probably want to win they'll see it as a game they can win to go through to the next round. It's winnable for us I think um it's it's one that we can look at and think you know we could possibly go there and get a result or get a replay and bring it back but it's just not very exciting. You kind of wait for us um quite a few years for us to get round to the third round and it just ends up being a bit of a sick you know, really to pull out a, a draw like that, but' we'll, I'm sure curl will face it in his own way try and do his usual tactics and try and disturb them at, at their place so hopefully we can go in there with some sort of game plan but it's just the feeling really is a little bit of a disappointment after after those two games against non-league teams to go and pick out in the third round a league one team so yeah that's that's where we're at the moment um fingers crossed we can go off and pull off a minor upset up there and get through to round four and then maybe we can get something better um but yeah, over and out. Peace and love. Peace and love. Postman Neil.
0: Postman Neil. Postman Neil. It's black and white cat. So postbag time then, and obviously that's just going to be me reading out what your thoughts were. Um, basically, they're mostly about the cup draw, um, which is absolutely fine. I've got no issue with that. Ian Thompson was saying that it gives us a chance to reach round four, although he is wary that cut progress may hamper our performances in the league. I don't think I agree with that, Ian, I'm afraid. I think momentum will be the best thing for us in this competition. So if we do get through and past Burton and, and then get to round four, first of all, financial stability. Everybody's been moaning about our finances as normal, so therefore this will be good um, as long as we do beat Burton. Obviously, I did see Tom Cliff put on Twitter saying that if, there were, if it had actually been held at Sixfields, then, of course, we'd probably end up making more money because Sixfields is bigger than Burton Stadium. Um, but maybe we sell less beer. I don't know how it works. Um, but yeah, so I would say momentum's everything, Ian, and I think actually get through that into the fourth round. Keep going as long as we can do keep winning, then it's only going to mean good things for the Cobblers this season. Look at 2015-16 when we won the league. We got into the third round of the FA Cup that season. Decent cup run. Made a little bit of money from it. I think it's a good thing. So let's just keep going. Keep winning. Keep scoring, importantly, as well. That'll be good. And that's basically the sentiments of most people on the old Twitter and Facebook this week. has been, you know, not the best of draws, but I suppose it could have been worse.
1: I'm Chris Freestone, and it's all Cobblers to me.
0: This week's question uh, comes from Carl Scott. Hi, Carl. Um, He's asking, what's the best goal you've seen scored by a defender? Um, Now, there's only one for me, Carl, and I'm sure it's the same for an awful lot of Cobblers fans, but an honourable mention, of course, has to go to Concrete Rod. Rob McDonald, away at Leighton Orient, with a nice little overhead bicycle kick. Of course, that was a very, very good one, but... There is only one answer to this question. Ian Sampson, London Road, 2-1. Good night.
1: I'm Alan Nil and it's all Cobblers to me.
0: So this weekend, the Cobblers are finally back to playing football at the proper time of 3pm on a Saturday. After several home games in a row though, we're this time off down south to meet fourth place Exeter. To give us an idea of what to expect, here's some info on Exeter City from the Big Bank Theory podcast team.
2: Hello, Northampton Sound fans. My name's Dan. I host the Big Bank Theory, the podcast for Exeter City. We're um, fairly wary about the prospect of playing you lot the weekend, if we're honest. You're in like, absolutely frightening form and we're still slightly dining out on our brilliant start to the season. Um, we're coming off the back of a draw with Hartlepool, where we threw away a two-goal lead, and it's probably the first time since Taylor, Matt Taylor took over, that we're the fans are starting to get maybe a bit frustrated, mainly with the sort of lack of having a real goal threat, which is starting to become like a bit of a problem. Um, we signed Nicky Jose in the summer, and he got injured pretty much straight away. He was sort of supposed to be the answer to this problem which kind of started at the end of last year where we we had Ryan Bowman. He's still there. The big man is a handful but he sort of lost his eye for a goal a bit. Um, another big injury problem for us is the keeper, Lewis Ward, got a broken arm a couple of months ago and his replacement, Johnny Maxted. He's sort of in equal parts keeping us in games and losing us then. So uh, on our end, we kind of need... Aside from that, like big performances from Nicky Law. I don't know if you know, but he's the League Two Iniesta, and Randell Williams. They're both kind of on their day, fantastic attacking players, and we need big games for them. We know Keith Curl pretty well down here from his Carlisle days. Um, we had this sort of four-game odyssey, including the playoff semi-finals, which we won back in 2016, 2017, and um, yeah. So we know. Roughly what to expect while we know you're a slightly different side from Carlisle, but uh, we've got to see this games like this against you guys, like other promotion hopefuls, there's like character tests. And if we come away with a win on Saturday, we're going to see it as like a really important one for the season. Um, so yeah, I hope it's a good game and um, we're looking forward to it. May the best man win. Cheers. Thanks to the guys from the big Bang theory podcast and with Neil away,
0: Still attempting to make America great again, by the way. Uh, I'll spare you the facts that he sent through for this week's game. I'm pretty sure, Neil, that everybody already knows that Exeter play in Torquay. I'm
1: Chris Wilder, and it's all cobblers to me.
0: So we faced Exeter a grand total of 115 times. We've won 52 of those, and we've only lost 29, which is actually really good i was expecting that to be a lot higher in the loss column um but just to ensure that we probably are going to lose on saturday the one fact that is going to jinx it completely is that we've not lost to them in the last 7 times we've faced them the last time we lost was all the way back in 2013 Yes, sorry everyone, that probably has jinxed it. And of course they are in fourth in League 2, although they've fallen away slightly. They were flying high right at the top at one point, but have dropped down now. So maybe, just maybe, with the Cobblers flying at the moment as we are, maybe this won't be such a difficult match as I'm thinking it will be.
2: I'm Chris Hargreaves, and it's all Cobblers to me.
0: Predictions then, I've got them in from our usual... Uh, usual suspects Um, Danny has gone with a 1-0 draw Sam Hoskins of course scoring Danny's goal Um, how he thinks that's going to happen when he's playing at right wing back I don't know but good luck to him. Um, Chessie has gone for a 1-0 defeat being a bit cautious but I think that Jessie, being down that sort of way, even though Exeter's still an hour or so away from where she lives, I, th- I think she's maybe in a little bit more uh, better positioned, let's say, to sort of understand what we should be expecting. Um, just a shame she was ill this week, so get well soon, Jessie. Uh, but one nil defeats? No, they don't happen anymore. I've gone for a 2-1 win. I'm still positive that we're going to... Just just walk away with the league now. Um, Going to do exactly what happened in 2016. We'll be league champions and we'll probably get 100 points this time around. Just because Keith Curl will want to be better than Chris Wilder. Um, as was shown back in the pre-season friendly, if you remember. Not wanting to let Chris Wilder be the last man off the pitch at the end of the game. Um, but I've gone for a 2-1 win. Um, I think Verdane and Scott Wharton are going to carry on their goal streaks, um, and uh, but they'll, they'll get a consolation at the end that will obviously make me almost have a heart attack. Um, but yeah, all good things, I think. And then finally, Neil, thank you for your prediction. This week, he's gone for a 7-4 win. That's right, 7-4. Double Sam Hoskins hat-trick. And an Alan McCormack screamer, it says here. Hmm. Don't waste your money, folks. Well, there we go. That just about wraps it up for this week. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll be back to normal. Uh, I just want to say, get well soon to Chessie. Neil, hurry up and get back from your honeymoon. It's high time that you were back in the UK and back recording this podcast. And and Danny, just just don't go to Harrogate on a Monday night when you know that you're recording a podcast. What are you doing, man? Anyway, hopefully we'll all be back together next week for a proper podcast for you. Sorry about this one being so short and sweet and and not the normal sort of thing that you expect from us, Uh, but back to normal next week, I'm sure. Fingers crossed, anyway. um, In the meantime... Why don't you go and check out some of our special episodes we've done, interviews with Chris Hargreaves, Chris Freestone, Andy Woodman, Chris Wilder we've had, Nicky Adams we've had. Uh, go and have a listen to those in our back catalogue, mecom click on the episodes tab and then you can go all the way through every single episode. This is number 58 of our regular episodes. There's about 70 odd now, I would suggest, including all our bonuses. So um, go and have a listen to one that you've maybe not heard for a little while um, or one that you just haven't heard yet why not go and have a listen back good luck to the cobblers on saturday oh and congratulations to Nikki adams on delivering yet another child into the world well done to Nikki, wife and family and that's it from me this week come on cobblers bye ash To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohoo A hand clapper? A high fiver?